calm presides over the night sky, and the bells of Zeshan cease chiming, the strange ones stand like statues on the observation platform of Tharkun's tower, absorbing the events of the past few moments. As the seconds tick away and fly off into the ether of the starscape around them, Tharkun dismisses the distant storm clouds with a wave of his hand and turns to speak with our party of adventurers. This is session 16, Back to the Cobblestones. So, this is just seconds after the black visage of Maldrix the Mad has flown off into the distant night. All of you are standing there in silence as you see these storm clouds slowly roll away. That was perfect timing. What do you do? What direction was he flying? Uh, so let's see. That would be... Uh, he would have been flying probably southeast. Towards, Towards the Dune Sea of Abishar? Yeah, in that general direction. You would know this, Meryl, being the map keeper. what his ultimatum was when he first appeared. The first time he appeared? Yeah, yeah, when we saw him appear in the sky. He didn't have one. It wasn't really an ultimatum, it was what he said. Uh, It was essentially anyone to the west of this, uh, anyone to the west of the front line is gonna get the hammer. Does that include directly to the south? I would say no. But I, I, whatever the front line of the war is, which right. is, just, which is uh, at Zana, I mean, it's literally yeah. that. Just to be, just to be a good DM, I know there's a lot of information. So you would recall that everything in this kind of pale color right here mm-hmm. is pretty much no man's land. Right. Malcaria doesn't claim it. Alvaron doesn't claim it. Um, so he wouldn't have to make an announcement to them. Because, no, probably yeah, not. Right. I mean, he would also probably ghost anybody who was in there that crossed him. Yeah. But. Uh, he wasn't flying back into Empire-controlled territory, and he wasn't flying deep west. Yeah. Okay. And for the sake of clarity, 
the tower of the of Tharkun the Storm Mage is north of Zeshan. So right? yeah, it's kind of nestled on the side of this mountain. Okay. So like you would be looking down at the gatehouse of Zeshan, with Zeshan being under you inside the mountain. Okay. And over your shoulder, you can. Well, you might not be able to see it. Um, it's probably going to be pretty dark, but uh, he can see both, essentially, from his position. Tharkun can. He can see both the old lost mines of Unar and Zeshin. Basically, he's Overwatch. Kind of. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So basically, okay. Maldrix is going to have to make a big old U-turn and come back. Unless he's just deciding he's going to go take his rage out on some bandits and pirates. Because that's pretty much everybody that's to the south. Yeah. Unless he knows something we don't know about what's to the south. Yeah. Like how to resurrect a dragon. Yeah. So. Or he could burn up the people who took over. As a native to Malkaria, mm-hmm. did Rathamax recognize any of the names yeah, that were called out? Yeah, really cool. Problem solved. Uh, no. Can I make a history check or something? Sure, if you'd like to. Uh, I mean, you already said no, so that kind of answers. Yeah. Valinor. That, uh, second... Natural 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry. That second name, Avaris... Avaris the Forgiven? The Forgiven would have rung a bell with you. Really? Um, okay. Yes, because it is a mage that is in reference in a lot of elvish books, of lore, of history, um, and essentially he was just a mage that showed up one day, the elves grew to trust him, and he became a very close friend of the elves. Uh, okay, Kyle, well... Sorry. No, it's not your fault. Right, right now, Valinor is just in a state of utter shock because he literally just saw, you know, in the presence of this meek old man, scare away Maldrix the Mad, the bane of, you know, all elven kind. So Valinor is just like, Hellway. Senpai. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's <isn't> the senpai. <laughs> so Valinor is just Valinor is just dumb. She is 100% on Tharkun's side. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm actually going to give you a piece of lore that I just now remembered existed. Okay. Um, but with a natural twenty, because uh, you're such such a well-read individual. Yeah, you would know that. According to Malkar legends, at some point, a long time ago, uh, there was a wizard named Malak that the Malkar, again, you know, he, he presented himself to the Malkar, they grew to trust him, and they saw him as not necessarily an ally, but definitely someone who was studied in the arcane and a formidable person, and with power and being formidable, the Malkar grew to respect him. Okay. So, let me come here real quick and let me see. Okay, yes. What, um... If y'all are grasping for straws, I have, I have something, so I don't want y'all to feel like you're trying to... No, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just in all right now. But is there anything else besides just, you know, the, the elven history or lore of Avaris being a strong mage? Would there be anything else from academia that I would have learned? Make a history check for me. Okay. 
really hoping you get it. Me too. Natural two. Um, nope. Alright. I'm still dumbstruck. <laughs> Maybe it'll come out later. Alright, so after a few seconds of this, this tense silence, Tharkoon kind of like just adjusts his robes ever so slightly, kind of stops leaning on his staff and turns and looks at all of you. And he says, It would seem Maldrix is far bolder than I anticipated. Turns, and he begins to walk towards the staircase that leads further down into the tower. I'll have to give him all the room and then follow. (laughs) Give him all the room and all the room. Back up against the wall. (laughs) All right, so he walks down these stairs, uh, and what happens is, is that in the very next room, as y'all are coming down the stairs before you have actually made it into this room, you can see that he begins to gather several things in this laboratory that all of you are in. There's all these bookshelves and chests and glassware and all kinds of stuff where he's clearly, it's, it's kind of his study, but more of his hands-on where he practices some of his arcane arts. You see as he grabs, uh, let's see, a couple of scrolls, one very damaged looking tome and a bronze mechanism of some kind. Hmm. And he puts all those under his arm and then he continues down the staircase past this kind of much more relaxed study and bedroom and walks down into the lobby where you originally walked into the tower. I fall behind him. You fall behind him? Okay. So... As all of you get down into this lobby, again with all of this, a variety of decorative motifs and just very well lit, uh, beautiful kind of lobby entertaining area, Thargoon begins to speak almost seeming to speak to himself initially, just kind of speaking out loud. Um, This will hasten the timeline of my expedition by several weeks, but I'm still confident that... And he kind of realizes he's talking to himself, and he turns to all of you. With the help of some capable companions, Maldrix won't be a problem for Zeshin or the rest of Malkoria. It's at that point that he kind of places all these instruments on this large entertainment table. Uh and begins to speak. He says, Many ancient dwarven techniques were lost when the city of Unar fell. Among them was the knowledge of crafting dragon-slaying weapons. At that point that he unfurls one of the scrolls. And you, Meryl, immediately take an interest, obviously. And you see that this scroll is not so much a blueprint as it is a illustration of a dragon slaying longsword. So you can see that it's etched in these very intricate dwarven runes, but there's no illusion to how it's created. It's just a depiction or an illustration of one of these weapons. This is but one of the many things the dwarves of Unar lost when they were forced to flee their home. To be direct, I plan on leading an expedition into the lost city of Unar, 
recovering fragments of their lost knowledge and returning them to King Unasa. The expedition will also serve as a reconnaissance mission to learn what resources and manpower will be needed to take back the city for the sons and daughters of Unar. It's that point that he kind of walks over and picks up this large crystal um, pitcher and pours himself a glass of water and just kind of takes a delicate sip from it. In the spirit of clarity and good faith, I should, you should know that I have already attempted this expedition once. It's at that point that Tharkun takes the brass instrument that he collected from his laboratory and shows it to all of you. As long as I can get it open. Oh, my thing is hard. Jesus Places it on the table in front of you. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. I was underprepared, inadequately equipped, and arrogant to think I could handle such a task alone. But I did manage to gather information, important information. And this is some form of key that opens one of the many security doors that we use to stem the tide of darkness and flame that so rapidly took the city. I haven't the necessary knowledge to make use of it yet, but once I find the door to which it belongs, I'm sure it will be very useful. This is the task I would need your services for. And although I don't know, although I don't know you, I do know Zoltanin. And he is, and it's at this point that Tharkun, for the first time, the entire time you've been interacting with him, cracks just the smallest, slightest of a smile. He is one of the least trusting individuals I have ever met in my long life. If he believes you are trustworthy enough to help him with his plans, then I know I can trust you. I'm sorry, really quick. Mm-hmm. That's a key to what exactly? He said that it is possibly a key to one of the many security doors that they use to stop whatever was overflowing or overtaking Unar. He is not a a a a a. It's a codex. Or a a a a. It's a codex for those of you that can't see. One of those dementia puzzles. It is. Yes. Or a a. With all of this knowledge, you have acquired the necessary components to begin the quest: the storm mage and the long dark halls. As a. As the mech, as the codex is being passed around, uh, Balnor starts to, I guess, recall some of his studies. What was the title of the quest? The Storm Mage. And the Long Dark Halls. Okay. 
got yeah. um uh, a whisper of ours, and then I ask him that growing up in the Eastern Isles, I once heard of a mage named Avars, if he is the same. Just kind of looks at you and without saying anything, just nods his head in confirmation. So, he wants this open. Yes. Okay, if we open it, we're not, like, fucking up his plans, just to be clear. Yes, but also, if you open it, I will be fairly pissed. Because <laughs> what? I don't want you to just crack it. Oh, no, that's yeah. not what I mean. But yeah. our goal is to open it. Your goal is okay. to open it. What what he's saying is... We're is not that, protecting it. Yeah. Our goal is to open it. No, he's going to take it back. Okay. Um, okay. This oh, is... So yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's saying that this is a, a protective box or, that has a key inside of it, or it is an actual key right. to open one of the many security doors that Unar used gotcha. to okay. stop whatever was overtaking the city. So he doesn't have the necessary knowledge to open it. He needs the door. And, and his goal eventually is, like you said, to retake the city for the doors, or sort of. It, right now, his immediate goal is... Um, I just want to make sure that I get it right. This is a good da, one. Da, 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 da. Um, How much of that cost is Not much. Uh, is uh, primarily his task right now, the, the quest that he's giving to you, will be to recover some of the lost knowledge of Unar. Okay. Uh, to create dragon-slaying weapons to help the dwarves and possibly y'all take on Maldricks. Gotcha. Um, so it was a lot of information. Yeah. Now. The yeah, secondary... I'm, that's why I'm clarifying. Yeah, the secondary task is that it will be a reconnaissance mission. Okay. So that he can kind of gauge how much... It's going to take. Maverick is going to need to take back mm-hmm. Unar. Okay. So, okay, so we're we are talking about the lost minds of Unar, correct? Yes. Okay, that's what he's trying to take back. Yes. Okay. Well, that's the well, secondary goal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And there were doors that were put in place to stop whatever over flooded uh, the lost minds of Unar, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And this is a key to one of those doors. To uh, one of allegedly. Doors. Yes. Okay. All right. According I think to I'm, him, I think I'm on page now. Y'all just talk, discuss amongst yourselves for just a second. I'm going to say about her. Can I try? Yeah, one second. I'm about to fail. I would also like to see it because I haven't gotten to yet since yeah, I also passed it back this way. Bye. All right. So, everyone stands there dumbfounded. So I, 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 how can we help? I uh, can write a song about it if you'd like. <laughs> Tharkun kind of turns his attention to you and he says, "Well, I do like songs." Noted. But for now, I need all of you to be available. I cannot summon you quite yet. I will need to discuss things with King Maverickunarson gather some of my own personal resources. This expedition could be anywhere between two weeks or two years. It just depends on what, with what severity Maldrix moves and how quickly I can gather resources. I assume with the resources you have, you won't have trouble finding us when the time comes. 
just kind of looks at you and says, no, absolutely not. Um, so I, I ask of ours, it, it, his goal is to kill Maltrix, right? And that's what it sounds like, yes. Okay. Like, that's the question I ask him directly. Okay. Um, in that case, he looks at you and he says, I have aligned myself with King Mulverick Unasen, and in loose terms, the people of Malkaria. I will not stand idly by where where a drake of this magnitude terrorizes and burns this country. I care not to whom he belongs or what his intentions are. I will stop him. So, knowing that, Valinor is going to do something very uncharacteristic. Valinor is going to step forward and present himself and do the traditional elvish bow of respect and offer his service to Avaris. So, kind of a... You have my sword. Notice me, senpai. Notice me, senpai! Um... Do you kneel, or do you just stand, or what are you doing exactly? It's the traditional elvish bow of respect to somebody, to somebody of superior uh, authority. Okay, all of you see this gesture. Is there anything anyone else would like to do, or do you just kind of let it play out? I'm still clutching the book in the corner. Okay. I'm going to let it play out. I want to see what his reaction is. Okay. Um, Falcon takes a couple of steps forward, and he places his hand on your shoulder, and he says... I am by no means a social character. I tend to prefer isolation and solitude. It has been that way for me for hundreds of years. But in these trying times of finding more and more enemies at our gates, in the interest of all people, I accept your services and look forward to the day that I can call on your help. I just rise, nod, and I step back. Yeah. Still fucking dumbfounded. Okay. So with that, it seems that he is kind of taking these scrolls and the instrument. Sorry. And <laughs> placing them all back together. Kind of to see it, yeah. Okay. Uh, placing them all neatly back together on the table, and he says, Very well. Our exchange is concluded. I have said what I need to say. I will see you all back to Daria. And he walks towards the large double doors of this tower, uh, as if to walk out towards the outside platform where all of you came to this tower. Okay. And all of you follow him, step onto the platform and it's at that point that I'm not going to try and do a voice or anything like that. What, okay, go ahead, Jake. I, I, I would just, before on the, in the process of leaving, like to talk to him and just ask him, um, I trust that you will tell the king that we are working with you. He kind of ponders this for a moment, and he says, If what I believe is true, Maverick will be happy to know. 
that you in particular have found me and are going to be an instrument of taking Una back. And he kind of leans in very close and he says, Moverick is a brash individual. Don't let his outward appearance fool you. He was very happy to see you and to have this line of communication opened by the Empire. I'm sure he'll be pleased when I mention to him that you came and saw me. Let him know that I stand ready to serve. It's with that that Alistair and Linvala pipe up and mention that Linvala still has a halberd in session. Yeah. Uh, so, after some short discussion with Tharkun, Tharkun agrees to teleport them possibly on a later date, uh, just however long it takes them to get the halberd and do the research that Alistair needs to do. Uh, and he will have them transported to Daria. Okay. So, you separate from Linvala and Alistair as they travel down the mountainside, down what is a very established path. Yeah. Um, you know, very clearly a very well-worn path between Tharkun either deciding to take the occasional walk down to Zeshin or many people coming up to Zeshin to speak with, or from Zeshin to speak with Tharkun. But, if there's nothing else, Tharkun waves his hand, teleportation circle begins to glow and shine, and all of you feel yourselves whisked away back to Daria. This is what happens when my computer's so slow, bro. There we go. My door's up upstairs. Alright. So, you feel the energy dissipate. Oh, I'd be far away from him. Okay, so everybody kind of instinctually stands away from Valinor <laughs> whenever he teleports at this point. Um, you find yourselves in the familiar chamber. This kind of secret, not-so-secret teleportation room hidden inside the library of Daria. Not onto Zoltanen's tower. Uh, it's at that point that you see Angathol standing in front of you, as well as what appears to be kind of a lower-level scribe uh, who's clutching what appears to be a mop. Is it the one I intimidated? No, it is not. Okay. He's a lower-level scribe. He appears to be clutching a mop and maybe a bucket of water. <laughs> and it's at that point that Angerthal just kind of motions for him to go over to the teleportation circle. Um, <laughs> um, yes, yes. They were, they were prepared. For yes, you. yes. Uh, Angerthal steps forward uh, and speaks to all of you. He says... The Master of Daria is waiting for you in the Darian Rose Gardens. He told me to speak to you as soon as you got back and tell you to come see him immediately. Have we made him in the Rose Gardens yet, have we? We have not. Would you please direct us? Angathal just kind of turns and begins to walk out of the library through this shelf door into the library, out, into the courtyard, and then off to kind of an obscure side area 
of Daria that butts right up against the walls, the large circular walls of Daria. As we start walking, as I walk past the the, the scribe with the mop with the mop bucket, apologies. As I keep walking, <laughs> good. So, as you are walking through Daria, you can see that it is still um, fairly early in the night, but it is in fact fully night, pitch dark. The arcane lanterns and lights of Daria are in full swing and you can see that there's not many people out and about walking around but fairly quickly Angerthal leads you to what is clearly some kind of hedge garden you know there's these large probably eight foot tall shrubs that are cut to a perfect angle that serve as walls and gates to the entrance of the Darian Rose Garden. Angerthal just kind of waves all of you in. Yeah. Okay. You enter the Darian Rose Gardens, and what is interesting about it is that as you are traveling deeper and deeper into these rose gardens, you don't just see roses. There are a variety of plants and trees and vines. You can even see like this kind of distant, closer to the wall, glass building that must serve as like a green room. Uh, So it's just a garden. Well, it's a very big garden with a lot of different types of plants. But one of the things that kind of catches your attention is among the crawling ivy that takes over a lot of this uh, garden is, like I said, plants of variety, some beauty and some medicinal. Uh, and some of them... Are you along with the music? No, I was humming a song called The Holly and the Ivy. Cause oh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to catch it. That's fine. Um... As you walk through this garden, you do see certain plants that are kind of potted by themselves in these large stone pots with these intricately carved images on the outside. And as you approach them, you notice that some of the plants in this garden are definitely not of this plane of existence. Some of them glow faintly Some of them glow vibrantly. Some of them gif off little pitches and tones as you approach them. And some of them begin to hum as you walk away. Just a display of plant life that you've definitely never seen before. As you go deeper, or when you get to the center of this rose garden, there is this beautiful courtyard with a variety of different types of roses specifically. In the center of it, a large statue depicting a humanoid. You can see that Zoltanen, Varric, and Vilia have kind of this setup with this polished steel table, same that he would have in his tower, with only three chairs and a decanter, maybe some water, something like that. They've been sitting here in the Rose Gardens for 
a little while. As all of you approach and kind of initially greet Zoltanen and uh, speak to Varric and Vilia possibly, your attention turns to the statue behind them, yes. Do we get the impression that this is like just a pub, not public area, but like this is an area you don't have to be invited into. You can just come here if you're at the school. I would say so, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, because you would recall that there was no real gates. Right. It was just kind of a gate threshold. Right. So it's not really a locked down area. You wouldn't be in like trouble for wandering around here necessarily. No, probably not. Okay. Um, your attention turns to the statue. The first thing that you can see about the statue is that it is the image of a tiefling female. Adorned in the garb of an assassin. Clutching two daggers down by her side. And proudly displayed on her chest is the sigil of the Iron Lords. An image that all of you would recognize as the folk heroes of old. Zoltanen is just looking at this statue, just enraptured in it when you approach, and all of you give these pleasantries and initial hellos. Uh, It's at that point that Zoltanen turns to all of you, looks at you, gives a greeting, and then turns back this stone statue. And he says, Lady Thana, Princess of Volgalathor, and the ruby portal of all free tieflings. She came to this world to sow chaos and death at the request of her father. But she chose a different path. Her actions led to the liberation of thousands. She was a gifted assassin but chose to be a savior. She was selfless, self-sacrificing, and noble, albeit in her own way. I admire her so much. He just kind of looks at the statue for a long, tense moment. And then you see Zoltanen's mood shift. Where he is focused on this statue and the noble things that this individual has done. He takes this long pause. And then he says, I am nothing. He looks at all of you in the face, each one of you individually. I am motivated by hatred and revenge. Same. As I have told you before, I plan on exacting my revenge by doing wretched things to truly evil people. But I wouldn't do you the injustice of hiring you for this endeavor without giving you all the details. It's that point that Zoltanen smiles at all of you and begins to walk 
out of the Darian Rose Garden, Varric and Vilia kind of taking the decanter and the glass, the glasses, and following behind him. And all of you go with him, I would imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quickly, you find yourselves. Quickly, you find yourselves back in the tower of Zoltanen, in this large lounge where the first room that you come in after teleporting. Are the sexy tieflings there? <laughs> they followed you oh, okay. from the Darian Rose Garden up there. But and they are there. They are, in fact, there. Yes, the sexy tieflings are there. <laughs> um, Let's check them. Zoltanen sits down on one of these large lounging uh, chairs. And it's at that point as he sits down that for the first time all of you can get just the slightest hint that perhaps Zoltanen has had quite a bit to drink. (laughs) Wine is served. Surprisingly, no ale. No water. Just wine. Hmm? After a few tense seconds, Zoltanen begins to speak, keeping in mind that he had just alluded to whatever job he's planning on hiring you for in the future. He's going to give you full disclosure, clarification on what that job is. Kind of swirls this expensive-looking glass, ornately decorated with the same polished silver, silver kind of wrapping around the glass. He says, I was born in the dark realms, you know. By the time I hit my late twenties, I was a gifted wizard from a prominent family, which had been in Merileth's favor for centuries. Very quickly, I earned a spot inside the Pale Tower as an arcane advisor who specialized in the Faithorum. He says this with a slight hint of, just the smallest hint of regret. I had everything I would have ever needed. Power, resources, and an exclusive place in the interests of an old god. I served her with such passion, such blind devotion. But she was the stars, and my Daria was the moon. We first met in the throne room. I couldn't see her through those ivory masks we all wore in the presence of Merileth. But I knew we were two souls destined to collide. She was a prodigal war mage and I a talented wizard. Together, we were unstoppable. And it's at that point that you can see this slight hint of remorse and regret fade into hopefulness, maybe even happiness. Our love grew quickly, and after only a few years, I made her my wife. We were two pieces made whole. 
She was my moon and I was her night sky. For a time, we were happy. Happier than either of us had ever been before. But I was robbed of my joy. One day in the throne room where it all began, during a discussion of trivial, meaningless matters, a clasp broke, and Daria's mask fell to the floor. It's at that point that kind of looks over at this display case that's in one corner of the room, where the one intact pale ivory mask and one broken sits. And as you're all looking at what he's looking at, you're startled by the sound of shattering glass. You look back and you can see that Zoltanin has stood and tossed his glass onto the ground, breaking it into a thousand pieces. I heard the clasp break. Saw her mask fall. But there was nothing I could do. Not there. Not in that exact moment. When Merileth saw her face, I knew it meant death. She, the goddess of lust and debauchery, wouldn't allow someone whose beauty rivaled her own to live. The ivory guard seized her, took her away from me. Marileth later had her soul imprisoned in a gym as punishment for the crime of being beautiful. I made my escape and fled to the Faithorum. Now, after years of preparation, I have the key to my revenge. And it's at that point that he extends his hand to you and reaches for the book. Hand in the book. Takes it, looks at it for a few tense seconds. Just kind of running his hand over this ivory mask on the cover. I'm going to use this tower to reverse engineer a way into the Pale Tower. Save my Daria and kill all of the people Merileth holds dear to her wretched black heart. It's at that point that Varric and Vilia stand and approach Zoltan and one on each shoulder, comforting him. Silently, trying to calm him down. With that, you have the necessary knowledge to start the quest. Sweet revenge. So... The masks. 
This is out of character. Yes. The masks, were they... Did they hide? Like, were they? did they have the ability to hide hide the people wearing the masks? Is that why... It, Go ahead, Max. Isn't it just a, like it's a mask? Like it is just designed to cover their faces? Okay. You would understand from this conversation that it would seem that they were all required to wear these masks. Gotcha. In the presence of Marileth. Marileth didn't want anyone who could even remotely... To make them all nondescript in the same. Got you. Yeah, her so class broke, mass shattered, saw her face, was like, bitch too fine, dead extra. Got you. So. And Zoltanen stood there and watched. Right. So Zoltanen. During the class break. To, to be clear, because I was typing, I didn't catch it all, but I will use this to reverse engineer my way into the ivory tower. The pale tower. The pale, pale tower. tower. Yeah. Okay. Rescue my beloved and kill Marilith and those responsible? Kill those that Marilith holds close to her. Gotcha. Okay. How are you going to kill Marilith? That's why I want to clear it. Yeah. not going to kill No, yeah. He specifically said the people that Marilith hold dear are going to kill chaos. Nobody. Nobody's seen that final fight on there. Gosh. It's... Are we going to sell chaos on either? And kill those... Yeah, feel, this feels like a fight maybe we don't want to be in. <laughs> Just to me, like as a personal opinion. We'll say that to Zoltana. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Positively not. No. <laughs> There's just this long silence. So there sure is. One of you is going to have to say something. Um, Where is this? How is it you intend to kill those close to a Naibo without being killed by the Naibo? Not a Naibo. Oh, I'm sorry. Darkmoor. Darkmoor. Naibo were sub-gods of Elo. Yeah. Where is this pale tower? It is in the dark realms. To which I intend to go to. Do you intend for us to go with you? Kind of looks at you with a level of indifference that maybe you haven't seen in Zoltanen. It seems like because he has this elevated emotion right now, he barely seems to be paying attention to Varric or Vilia, let alone you right. or anyone else. He says, I have attempted this task once before. I was unable to make entry into the Pale Tower. With this book, I hold the key to putting myself in the throne room. I intend to use it, and I intend to kill many of Merle's most devoted followers. To do this quickly and efficiently, I will need capable hands. Whether it is you or someone else, I will have my revenge. Do you intend to return personally after this? I do. I intend to bring my wife's essence, her soul, with me. With her soul returned, could you then, could she be brought back? Roll a persuasion check. And just for clarification, because I think there might be a hiccup. Daria, obviously we know that Zoltanen has named, named the fucking city of Daria. 
But Daria's the one with her essence trapped in the gem, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You said Merylith. Did I? Yeah. That that that, that, that confused me for a quick second. That was the only clarification I needed. Merylith had her soul imprisoned in a gem. Gotcha. That, that, was, that, that, was, that was my I, confusion. I was with you. It was a natural one. Yeah. It was a natural one? I know, right? God almighty, y'all. How am I supposed to give any of this lore? <laughs> Somebody help me out, man. <laughs> As someone who's also been talking to him. Actually, Renalia, you can give it a shot. No. Do it. It kind of. I've got a plus five to persuasion, but a fucking that oh, one. I, so I'm already plus playing four. my loot. I'm gonna give her bardic inspiration. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> what is that next for what? Uh, D8. I was kind of thinking maybe I didn't know. Ooh, that. 18 plus rest. 4, so that's 22. Nice. Good, because it was a high DC. <laughs> All right. It's at that point that kind of You're kind of peaked. Thank you, man. What, what what exactly was your question? Um. Or someone else's question. It was uh, how would he be able to bring Daria back? Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and... I also would like to ask his time frame for this plan. Okay. So you ask this, and Renalia kind of pipes in behind you mm-hmm. and tries to essentially, seeing that you're not making, not not that it's not a great impression of, Z- of Zoltanen, but he's locked into this rage, this focus. I'm not getting through to him. Yeah. <laughs> when Renalia speaks up, he seems to kind of break just momentarily from this hyper-focus. And he looks at all of you and he just slightly grins, which is odd considering his starry eyes are glazed over with what is obviously held back tears. He goes to one of the many wardrobes with glass um, display doors on it opens it with a wave of his hand and he takes out what appears to be this very old black hooded lantern places it on one of the tables in front of him and it's a large like I said what would appear to be a lantern so I have to reference this just to make sure that I don't Mess anything up. Gotcha. Looks at all of you and he places his hand on kind of the knob of this lantern and twists it. And when he does, the hoods covering what would be a flame to a lantern turn and expose what is inside. Floating inside of this container is a shard of a broken blade, just levitating inside of this swirling, clear ether. And he says, I plan on negotiating her return with this. What? Exactly is this? This is one 
of nine. The shards of death's daggers. One of Crotus's blades that he broke on Rathenel during their battle. It has... Hold on, wait! <laughs> Listen to the recording, Kyle. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! This is the fucking recording. It's a fucking recording! It is imbued with the ability to trap the essence of those it claims. According to my study, my research, it now contains 897 individuals. Just this one short. Yes. To be clear, you intend to go to this star from Morris Domain, her throne room, kill those she loves, and then make a deal with her? No. Hold on. So it's how many? It's 897, I believe, is what I said. Okay. Oh, fuck. Nibel of Death. Crotus. No. No. Darthmore of Death. Darthmore Crotus. Yes. Nibel of Death. Arathus. Yeah, Arathus. He clarifies your question. He looks at you and he says, Oh, how you bring her back. Okay, got it. Yeah. I plan on leaving Merileth a chaotic wreck of a throne room. And then taking this shard and negotiating the return of my wife with the Darthmore Crotus. Got it. So, don't you believe that Merilith will eventually find a way to punish you for this? Yet again, his emotions shift from what was indifference to rage, now a level of indifference and hopefulness to I can only describe it as maniacal joy <laughs> at what you're saying. He says, once I have my Daria back, I would love to see Marileth try and take her from me again. He kind of stands up straight. Not with the two of us return to each other and the plans that I have in store. Why not? Just, so just, how? just for clarification, we're, talk, we're talking about going to the, the realm of a Darth Moor, a bad, a, a bad god, and killing their followers. It'd be it'd be it'd be like going around and killing their a bunch most loved followers. Yeah, it'd be going around and killing a bunch of Satan's. Who cares? So in addition to that, after that is successful, he then wants to go to the old god of death, return a lost item in exchange for the soul the Resurrection Resurrection of his wife. <laughs> do how how do you <clears throat> in character, how do you even know where to find Crotus? Just very nonchalant. I've spoken to him before. <laughs> Is that right? 
I can find Holy you. shit! I can find you again. There's no way this would be a monkey's possible. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's certainly like, not. <laughs> oh my god. Once you um, resurrect Daria, what then? Wait for her to come find Wait for uh, Mithril to come find you? Or hide. Sorry, what? Merileth. to come find you or hide somewhere like the Faith Thorum. Your level of interest flatters me. <laughs> but I'm not certain that I'm ready to discuss that aspect of my plans. I take interest in my people's future. It sounds like an un- we're enabling an, un as you put it, unstoppable force. He points to the book, Tom. An unstoppable force that is held behind a door to which I now possess the key. No, I mean you and Daria. We would be introducing the both of you to our world. To what end? I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. He's concerned that... They're going to be a threat to yeah. the yeah. world. He doesn't want if you we... to go all Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yeah. Yeah. right. That by <laughs> assisting him, we've created another issue. Yeah. <laughs> Are we getting Maldrix's girlfriend out of the fucking <laughs> uh, out of <laughs> Okay, so to be out clear, of are you that's... trying to give him that impression or are you just trying to try and find that answer? Exactly. Mostly sure. prying to find the answer. So I'm, you're not straight I'm, up just saying. No, I, I, I'm pretty bluntly are asking. Are you going to fuck with the world? Are you an I'm evil genius? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> bluntly asking, do you have a long-term plan here? And does that really benefit us? Yeah, but are you conveying it in a way where you are apprehensive about having Zoltan and Andaria in this world? No. Or are you just asking? I'm asking. Okay, okay. gotcha. Yes, okay. See, that's a totally different thing. That's why I wanted <laughs> a little more clarification. Very different conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Your plan sounds real shady. I don't like where it's going. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't help I'm still not convinced that you're not the bad it's guy. just a wolf spider. Zoltan looks at you and he says... grown to like this place. I have an established city with many devoted followers, and I can use my abilities to teach those of this world how to harness the arcane. That being said, if you must pry, I see myself and Daria returning to the Faith Order. To live out our lives together. Insight check. <laughs> Go ahead. It's gonna be very long lives in the faith or. Can I ask again about the timeline of this plan? Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and answer it. This is a side quest. So I'm not going to introduce it until y'all are essentially like, hey, let's do a side quest. Which side quest do we want to do? Okay. You know how in video games where you pick up quests? And then the NPC just stands there until yeah. expectantly. Until, yeah, like oh, guys it's time like, to go now. The guy's like, "Help! My child fell down a well." And then he just stands there until you're ready to accept the quest. <laughs> Five years later, essentially like that. Okay. With flash of genius, it is an eighteen. He doesn't appear to be lying to you. You could bet his modifiers real high though. <laughs> <laughs> Might be double digits. <laughs> yeah. Might be. Growing bored with the conversation, uh -huh. 
Zoltan and looks at all of you and he says, You were promised a trip. Let me help you on your way to Etzana. I do appreciate everything you have done to facilitate my plans. And turns, begins to walk towards the teleportation circle. We're going now? If you want to. It's totally up to you. I sure would like a long rest before we go anywhere potentially dangerous, but are we going into the city? Is that where the teleport is? Well, this teleportation circle would lead you back into into Daria, and then he can take you wherever you want to go, or you can go into Daria. And keep in mind, too, just being a good DM and not letting y'all miss something that I'm sure gets lost in the weeds. Saffrax is also in Daria. Right. Yeah, let's go to Daria. And wanted to say goodbye before y'all left. Yeah, I would, I would like to not leave. I, I would just... It seemed like he was trying to teleport us right now. Yeah, I can see where it would seem like. On, I just wanted to make sure we weren't doing that. Okay. So you want to take a rest in yes, Daria? I would like to stay the night in Daria. Okay. Yeah. If, we, if we're teleporting, we don't even have to leave early in the morning. Yeah. Also, we need to... Don't we need to wait for... Uh, um... Alistair and Alistair and They'll catch up. Okay, so yeah. regardless of where we go, yeah. great. I'm not going to be like, well, guess it's two campaigns now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, Zoltanen gives all of you a very fond and foreboding farewell. <laughs> great. Waves his hand. The sigil lights, and you feel yourselves take the very slight, very short trip back down to the city of Daria. We're still all move away from uh, mm-hmm. old Mamet's McGee here. <laughs> you travel out of the library <laughs> through the assistance of Angathal, back into the courtyard, and to the familiar area of your tents and where the other merchants sleep for the night. Before we leave Angathal, um, I'll ask him more than likely we'll stop by uh, to see your uh, brother, Garvis. Would you like us to relay anything? Just looks at you and he says, I appreciate the incentive or the uh, thought. If you see Garvis again, tell him I wish him well and I hope that he's taking care of my mother. We'll let him know. You depart from Angathal and go to your tents. You can see where you've set them up in a semicircle, and Saffrax's tent is there as well. And as you approach, you do see that there is a fire burning, um, but Saffrax and Zolor don't seem to be right at the fire. Did you bring the second project I was thinking about working on? No. Okay. I didn't. Another time, then. Well, but you can go ahead and work on it tonight if you want to. I'd rather work on my primary project. Okay. Because that the other price only can take like one. Yeah. Yeah, only take one. Uh, well, it has to be at least one day. You know, if you roll too poorly, you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yes. For some reason, I thought Saffrax was pretending that he didn't know us in Daria. Uh, yeah, he did for a second. Okay, but just that's because not... he realized that y'all were getting in trouble. Okay. With the Darian guard, so he kind of slipped off quietly. Gotcha, but it's not, this wasn't a long-term thing. He no. wasn't disappearing. Okay. No. 
he went and paid the appropriate or the appropriate merchant fees, and then rejoined y'all and was like, "Oh, hey, strangers." <laughs> we left our tent set up. Did we not. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll and they would have been perfectly fine. So no down, discussion. I'll settle down the tent and I'll ask. So the plan is to go to. It's on in the morning, correct? Yes. Mm. Can we meet in the tent? With Saffrax? Without I mean, Saffrax? Any of our tents. Which tents? Any of our tents. Yeah. With Saffrax or without Saffrax? With Saffrax, fine. Well, without what? without Fred first. Okay. Without it first. Yeah, because he's not going with us. Okay, so you all go into whose tent? Party in my tent. Party in her tent. Great. You all kind of bend down just a little bit to get through the short archway of this tent and find the familiar opening inside. Are the tents technically pocket dimensions? They are technically pocket dimensions, yes. Okay, so I know for at least some... For the purposes of being spied on, being on a different dimension protects you from some, not all. It's so, B-Y-O-A, by the way. Bringing on L. Oh. Mm. I was bringing on S. <laughs> gotta take that with you. When, do you, when don't you? Anyway, um, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. We've enabled him to do it with, with or without us, without knowing it, but... With Zoltanen and Daria on this plane of existence, it sounds like he could do whatever he wants. He would, if he, if we believe him and it's hype, then him and Daria would be the most powerful beings on this plane of existence that we know of. Avaris, Darkoon. That's literally all I say. I just, I just, I just pop up and I say Avaris. My primary concern is that in the event that we help Zoltanen and he goes to the Faithorum, we'll be the ones here for Merileth to come find. That's true, too. Would you prefer <clears throat> to help? Zoltanen will either use us or another party mm-hmm. to fulfill his, his desire. I'm not saying Would right, you yeah. rather us be in his good graces, or would you rather him, the arguably most powerful creature on this plane of existence, be indifferent? Well, we have already enabled him by bringing him the Tome of Chains. I would like to help him. I gladly gave him the book, Tome. And possibly take the Darth Moor's Wrath down well, the line? Considering someone who can change their appearance entirely... Um, I think a Darth Maul. I, I, I'm okay with it, actually. I think even if, I, even even if there's if, a true sign situation. Yeah, even if there's, if there's a true sign situation, <laughs> I'm okay with it, actually. Okay and to be it. totally clear, just so that I'm not like screwing y'all out of the quest line, there's no guarantee that you'll see Merileth. Sure. It's more there's, of a sneak-in type situation. Right. Sneaky, but sneaky. we're also killing a lot of people. Even I mean, the, It might be three people. Even in the event that we don't help Zoltanen, we gave him the book. We helped anyway. Exactly. I don't think we're. If this becomes an issue of Zoltan and fighting a god, I don't think we'll be exempt from the consequences. <laughs> at this point, think, at this point in time, it is the enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Versus the enemy of my enemy is now my enemy because I chose not to help. But we're also making the enemy of my enemy the most powerful being, and 
course. But we See, would be in his good graces because we would help him achieve his ultimate goal. And it would be... So we're creating a merciful God? To us. <laughs> I would Zoltan. rather have a mo- God Zoltan as merciful to me. Well, he's, he's, a nah. he's a wizard. He's, he's, like, he's, he's bold he's, enough he's to take wizard. on yeah. Darth Maul. Okay. Blind love and devotion will do that to someone. Um... Arthas walked the celestial planes multiple times. A character from our previous campaign. So, I don't think that... My point is that I don't think that Zoltanen would be any more or less dangerous than, say, Arthas. If, if he were to decide that we were an enemy, Arthas would have been more than formidable. We would have been royally fucked. But he wasn't a god. If I'm being 100% honest. What about two Arthas? I mean, are you going to be any more royally fucked than you would be with just the one? That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> He's saying you're fucked either way. <laughs> I'm saying Why are it we doesn't... creating the situation where we're double fucked? We've already created the situation. Why, why do you intend on going against Sultana? I don't. I'm not saying it's bad or the other. Then it's not going to make a difference. I'm just saying I don't like the die? situation. Why? You know? It's on. Why didn't, why, yeah, why it's not recording. It's not. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh. It was flashing, it was flashing right, right earlier. Who can, let me say this. Who contends for the sake of maintaining balance in the world against Zoltan and Andaria. So up, up until this point in time, Zoltan hasn't lied to us or 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 take or or I'm, or, not, or I'm not asking about his current morality. I'm asking for the sake of universal balance. What is their counter? But what what, what Zoltan said that said that as after he gets Daria back, they plan on going back to the Faith Thor. But he also said that he likes this world. Yeah, okay. Meaning so you won't try and fuck the world. Your concern, correct me if I'm wrong, your concern is that Zoltanen and Daria combined could potentially be a loose cannon that... A loose black hole. That nothing would be able to stand against. Right. Okay. How is that different from Maldrix the Mad? Maldrix the Mad has a universal counter in this uh, new dragon that we found. Avaris. Right. Who is that for... Sultan and Adaria. Who is their counter? Can I just can I just throw some extra gasoline in the fuel? Please do. Please do. Okay, and I, and I'm not. I, this is in no way to show my hands. I just or my hand. I just want to interject that you also know Tharkun, and Tharkun seems to trust Sultan. Mm-hmm. And Tharkun, Tharkun. Well, I would argue that Tharkun pretty much told us that yeah, I've Thar- known. Zoltan in my entire life and trusted in my entire life. And Tharkun gave us the book to get there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he, so he, and if Thar- he knew his entire life, he would know the situation. And Tharkun also is the only person that has not only stood up to, but has thus far defeated. turned away Maldrix. I wouldn't say quite defeated, but he's yeah. at least turned. He, he's scared Maldrix enough to make him leave. So you have. Which is more than anyone else on this plane can say so again, far. And again, this is this is again out of character. We also have, you know, Avars, who is, you know, the bane of Umbersil. You have you have a character who is who has already defeated a Darth Moor. That's and, the same as Tharkun, isn't it? Yeah, Avars and Tharkun are the same. I, I, I choose to use uh, Avars. So you now have another individual who is not seeking to defeat a Darth Moor, but is seeking to sow chaos for that Darth Moor. Or to that Darth Moor. 
And I don't. I, I. Yeah. I don't think that. But what what I'm hearing is that there isn't a counter. I don't see that. That's a problem. I don't, think that I don't we know that there's an issue. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Once they are on top of the pyramid, I'm just asking. They don't have absolute power. Though. Who said? Yeah. Who said they're on top of the pyramid? If they are the who apex, are we? Who are we to regulate them? I'm not saying we are to regulate, but we're enabling them to become. We've already the top enabled. Of the apex. He's got going the key to do it with us or without yeah. us. That's the it, thing. It, but not, again, the, the decision has been made. Yeah. He will do this. It's going to happen. Again, so the are we going to participate and be in his good graces, or are we going to yeah. <laughs> are oh we God. going to sit on the on the sidelines and him say, oh, oh, okay, so so you're not going to help? Interesting. Let me write that down in the little black book. Yeah. But also. So we've accidentally created a god, so why stop? He's not a god! He's not a god! He's a level 20 wizard. You're taking what he's saying and like upping it by like times a hundred. Avars is more powerful. Avar is more powerful. Yes, and Daria combined. Okay, Avaris literally defeated Umbrasil. But is he is Avaris as powerful or more powerful than Zoltan and Daria combined? They are two wizards. Because Zoltanas already felt Zoltan's already felt once here's before a, of, another, game, of getting to the pale of uh, getting to the pale tower. Here's another bucket. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tharkun only defeated Umbrasil with the help of about a dozen other dragons. Yeah. And Rathanel. Yeah. So, but still, so Varus is not as powerful as Zoltan and Daria combined. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So who's to say that if say Zoltan and Daria got on the top of the pyramid, in what you're saying? Who's to say that if they create a problem that no one would try to stop them, that there would be no united force to Who try? Who could stop them? Question. Question. Why does it matter? I'm not talking about why it's... Oh, shit, here's another bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and Zoltan has a whole school of powerful mages loyal to him. Exactly. Boom! So he's already got... I mean, you think that he right. and Anger thought, I would, thought like would be... You guys are saying, like oh, what does it matter? Ooh, what's the alternative? Are we ignoring the fact that there is a problem in creating them? I don't think there's a problem. I don't think that I don't think that our enabling or indifference to their creation is going to make any difference whatsoever. We sure as hell can't stop him. We're not gonna yeah. be able to stop him. We so, might as well be on his good well, side. Well I mean you could. You so could the try. bombs already we dropped. Can so die. The bombs already dropped, so we might as well smile through the flash is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You can die sad. You can die happy. I'm totally open. I'm totally open to reversing the sweet revenge quest, and y'all try and kill Zoltanin. No, I want the sweet revenge quest. Okay, I'm just saying. It's it's y'all's campaign. Y'all do what you want. If you want to try and kill Zoltanin, go for it. I'm not trying to kill Zoltanin. No one. No no. one is trying to kill Zoltanin. For the record, you're trying to stop him on his however long quest. You just love his love story. You, no, you I don't want to die. Zoltanin's not the one who dropped a dragon on the continent. I'm not talking about any of this. Is is everyone just ignoring that this is a problem? <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem. I don't. You're don't why is it a problem? problem. I, gen- I genuinely don't see what the problem. No is. No one thinks it's a problem, but you. Am I crazy? Yes. yes. I'm a little bit. Totally get where you're Am going I crazy? You're going no, down please. the rabbit someone, hole. Please, I'm we, right. going we, down we, down we all hole. understand where you're coming from. What we're saying is there's no alternative. There's no there's there's no plan B to I counteract his plan A. I haven't gotten even to the point of. Like they're looking for an alternative. <laughs> I want to be on the side with the guns. Yeah. What's your alternative? Okay. I don't have an alternative. Okay. What then what's the point? Then what is the point of bringing this up right now? Yeah. 
Well, then what's the point? If there is no alternative, <laughs> acknowledging there's a problem. We understand. We understand. Is it a problem? No. Okay. Is it a problem? No. We okay, so we're ignoring its problem. We're not okay. ignoring its problem. We, uh, no one agrees. We you understand that bringing two no powerful wizards together could potentially be a problem. But on top of that, why does Zoltan take hundreds of years to do this? <laughs> here's here's one for book. you. <laughs> yeah. But why in those hundreds of years was he was he benevolent or was he just indifferent? Why would he immediately, after hundreds of thousands of years, just immediately, oh, I've got, I've got Adoria back, you know, let's lay ways to make Sophia? I'm not saying that's his intention. Oh, that was right a now. cigarette. Yeah, you oh, right. I was just a cigarette. He's passing high. This is the limit. He's fire with fire at this point. He's passing high. He's just coming down. To your point, you could have perfect morality right now. Yeah. And then stay at the apex for a couple hundred years and be like, eh, he's not the apex. Here's, so. here's, here's a little discord he for you. He's immortal. He can uh, still no, die. No, no, no. A, a sword can still cut his head off. I don't know if it can with Jari. Here's a little discord for you. <laughs> Meryl wants to somehow prevent <laughs> this from happening, yes. right? Yeah. Well, not Meryl, necessarily. So not Meryl necessarily. wants to regulate. Meryl wants to fight Zoltan and what? Oh, no, 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 no. Meryl wants to, <laughs> Meryl wants to regulate what he sees to be as a god. Meryl's power hungry. Why would Meryl want any piece of this? I don't why is he trying to stop it? Bring it up. That's a good question. Why no, is, no. It, is there? Does, am I the only one who sees the problem? I like to acknowledge that. I like to acknowledge rap and that's right. You know here. what? I'm not even gonna. Let, let's just roll with it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, Meryl has like terrified. Like oh, here, here's Meryl's mindset. Here's Meryl's mindset. It's your point, okay? I'm sorry for taking. No, no, I'm not even loving this. Two, We're sorry. He's doing drugs. Hey, if you don't like roleplay, you shouldn't listen to D&D. &D. <laughs> Get over it. What is potentially an emperor with a Napoleon <laughs> complex getting access to a great source of power, being a dragon, dumping it on a continent, and laying waste is, is like stepping on a Lego compared to Zoltan and Andaria. What's what's his Napoleon complex? He he literally he literally he's literally sick of revenge on the individual who killed who killed no, no, his no. wife. He's talking about the Napoleon is the hamper with Napoleon he complex. Has a rock. No one can stop him from using the rock, so he uses the rock. No, okay, okay, hold on. It. Hold on one second. So you're saying that with Daria, Zoltan is now going to use the rock, right? No, I'm not saying he wants to. I'm saying okay, eventually why, he could. What has given you the in, the inclination that he is going to use the rock. Absolutely he literally not. just said he wanted to go back to the face Am I the only one picturing Dwayne the Rock Johnson on the back of Maldrich right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have absolutely no indication that has anything other than good morality in mind when he goes to rescue Dark. So then why are you questioning Okay, him? why are you questioning him? Because he literally has an army because of... Meryl, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Meryl no, doesn't want to... He literally has an charge. army of, fa of faithful wizards behind him who all have the fucking wish spell of a 20. So why aren't you upset that any one of them can can change the re change the not, space of time? So you're Mer making a Meryl. big deal out of Zoltana, but you won't make a big deal out of the King of Alvarado. I am. And the dragon. Meryl. But Meryl. you're making excuses for him. You're saying you need... No, I'm not. No, no, you're no, saying no, you no, want to no. know the reason why he's doing shit, but... Zoltan, you're like, oh Meryl, no, this dude's gonna lay waste over Meryl, here to the world. It is not for us to decide who does and does not have power. It is only our ours to decide who we align ourselves with. And fill our pocketbooks. Yeah, you can around. either you can either yeah. help Fat Boy and Little Man. Fat Boy and Little Man. Or you can just let Fat Boy and Little Man do the thing. Jake knows. It's the Jake knows. <laughs> Nagasaki and Hiroshima, that's what I 
I did not come into this pocket dimension to scheme ultimate plans. I came in to, to complain. communicate a shared understanding that there is a problem, but that is a failure. You so, want to yeah. complain, and we don't want to complain. I'm not complaining. You still have to hold on. No, no, no. Let, let, let's, let's, let's get off his day for a minute. I don't think that what you're saying is necessarily wrong, okay? There is concern when anyone has what would seem to be unchecked power. Unchecked power. Okay, yes. yes. I do agree with that, okay? But who are we? We are nothing but, at the moment, I'm, pawns in the game. I'm not saying we're capable of stopping him. I'm not saying there should be any alternate plan. So we align ourselves, we, we choose the most morally correct side, we align ourselves with that morally correct side. Yeah. Did we also forget that he's also a member of, so of, a, of an order of okay. wizards and mages? <laughs> there will be a, a bug on his boot when he has unlimited power. How is he going to have unlimited power? I don't think it's that he's... It's nearly two wizards. Hold on. I don't think that he's going to be any more powerful with Daria by his side than he is right now. Oh. Because him. Because Angerthal it would also... He literally said he's unstoppable with Is Daria. that what you said? Did you say that he would be unstoppable? That's kind of exactly what Zoltanen yeah. said. Okay, yeah. but think about that. Okay, but look. I feel like Zoltanen... This is straight up Dragon Ball Z, like, Zoltanen, this kind of no, Zoltanen, who has made these plans and has plan after plan after backup plan... Once he has gotten this book, in order to get Daria and not have Malgareth, Merilith, fuck with him. When he said that I would like to see her try, I feel like that is because he has made backup plan after backup plan after That's backup plan. Not that he's going to be God, but that he has made the necessary preparations to deal with that certain issue in his plan. When he said that, what I was, what I got from that conversation, from that statement, was that the combination of his power and Daria's power could check a Darth Moore's. I don't think so. He no, didn't say that's, that. He that's didn't what specifically it say that. I'm not going to tell you what that means. He okay. didn't specifically say that, though. He didn't say me and Daria together, we will just so conquer what, he everything. He did say so, I would so love question. to see her try and take me. Yeah, yeah but he didn't say so it because of so him and Daria would be Dragon Ball Z fucking combining. You are taking Zoltanen's words as 100% truth as opposed to allegory for Marilith. No longer uh, like has something that Zoltanen Star-crossed lover, nobody can stop me with my wife by my side. I don't believe that he's necessarily... A kind of guy face, that just, you know, my perception because she holds completely miscolors yes. the situation. Yeah, he doesn't care. I it, think he legitimately thinks that well, him and her, her could check a dark. You, you don't know no, what Marilyn thinks. Exactly. Marilyn no, might chalk it up so. as a loss. I think that go, he might try and outsmart yeah, a dark. There's always more people. Yeah, I think exactly. that I think that he might have a little overconfidence going on, especially yeah. with. Well, I'm sorry. He might have a little overconfidence going on until he got the book in his possess possession. Now he might have appropriate level confidence. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that he is. I think I think that's what he is falling back on. He's saying he's saying I've got the book, I've got your book, the book that lets you do things. I've got it. So I'm, what are you going to do? I'm not proposing any alternatives. I'm not saying that there is any other course of action that we could possibly take as of yet. But you understand that unchecked power is a problem. Hmm? Do you understand that unchecked power is a problem? Yeah, but I don't believe that he's unchecked power. I think the. I think at least part of the reason that he is so confident in being able to deflect or deal with Marilef is because of the tome that we have delivered to him. Yeah, it's literally and that is specifically for Marilef. That is not something that applies to the rest of the world. All I'm asking, all I'm asking, is that we make clear what his intentions are, 
and have I don't some... think he's going to tell us. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going he to already, tell us. Unless, already... we de- unless we decide to help him. Yeah, that's he, what I'm saying. But he already, I'm willing to help him. But he already want to have a shared understanding but of what, what his long-term the... goals are. He already <laughs> told us what his goals are. His goals are to cause are to cause chaos for, for Marilith, kill all her followers, piss her off, get Daria's soul back, and then him and Daria go to the Faith Thorm and live out their long lives in the Faith Thorm. Oh, that's some, and somewhere said. along the line, he's going to... Return a shard of Death's daggers to to Curtis. get her body back. Yeah, to get her, yeah, yeah. To, for the for the purposes of resurrection. Yeah. yeah. What Nicholas would like is a slice of the pie. Literal pie. Yes. Yeah. No, I've had figurative pie. pie. <laughs> yeah. Figurative pie. Because whatever Zoltanen gets out of this, if he goes to live in the Faith Thorm, whatever, we will be rewarded for helping him. Yeah. Agreed. We be heroes of Daria. We, I mean, we would be, we would have like Both the favor of the city and the person. Yeah, we would have the favor of all the wizards in there who are loyal so to then, Zoltanen. So then, when we do decide to take on, I don't know, a Darth Maul, or maybe potentially like a fucking dragon, or whatever else we decide to take on, we're gonna have the master of a city, a, a city of what, a city of fucking wizards, in our pocket. He's gonna say, "Hey, I've got you guys." Here, yeah, you've got an IOU. What do you need? Yeah, and, and maybe yeah. maybe he'll name one of his eight little nukes that him and Daria have <laughs> after the members of the Strange Ones. Yeah, you know, see? all the kids that Zoltan yeah. is going to bring forth that are future powerful wizards. I and voiced, him and Navarro are buddies. Stop that! I have voiced, <laughs> you stop that. I have voiced my concerns. And name him Little Nicky. Yeah, hit <laughs> him with a shovel in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I have voiced my concerns. What was the point of voicing your concerns if all you want to do is just make well, people have a calm, in his defense, discussion? Okay, well, in his defense, he was also gauging on whether or not anyone else had any concerns. Okay, so, I don't have any concerns. so my que- so my question is this: Do you intend to help uh, Zoltanen, or do you intend to try and hinder him? Well, like you guys are saying, we don't have much of a choice if we want to have the benefit of his power later. Mm-hmm. So we have to have to. But I would like to ask for a shared understanding. Well, we may yeah, I don't you know. Do I don't know if that's quite fair to say you have to. You if have we to want it. the benefit of his benevolence later, then Zoltanen, yes, we have to. Even now, minus Daria, Zoltanen is a powerful ally to have. Yes, not, but not unbeatable. Right. What makes you think he wouldn't help you anyway? Yeah, I'm, I know. Yeah, I, we've I, already I, given him the key to victory. Basically, yeah. he's already you know. You already might be in his favor. But I, I am afraid, with the way that this particular subject matter makes Sultanan volatile, that refusing to help him in this endeavor might put us in less good graces than we are currently in. Yeah, we certainly don't want him to take the stance of, you either stand beside me or against me. But I think it's more like, and just a level of clarity, I guess I'll give y'all this. I don't think it's so much that you're going to go down in favor, okay? I think you'll always be right here. I just don't think that if you don't help him, you're not going to go up. Okay, so yeah. he won't take it as a slight. If I mean, I don't know. think Zoltanen would. He's a pretty neutral guy, so I mean, when someone helps him, I, I would agree like, normally. I feel like he would understand, he, This though. is the first time we've seen him show real emotion. That's true. Um, so, I, I, I think that yeah, just gauging from... things to be. Yeah, just gauging from his interactions in Malkaria, like I'm not giving you any insider knowledge. I would say that if I was sitting on the other side of the screen, you know, y'all helped him out a lot. Yeah. And, you know, if you were to just say, hey, you know, appreciate it, not really interested in doing that, I don't know if he'd necessarily be mad. 
whether we help him directly or not, I guess we did facilitate his ability to oh, yeah. do this plan anyway. That's what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all have already really helped him out. And again, out of character, going going all the way back to you know Alvron and the Iron Lords run in with Zoltana. Zoltana again had a very neutral standpoint. You know, when it came to telling the truth, you know, I mean, it's different because in the Faith Thorm, I mean, you're kind of you know required to tell the truth. But I mean, he wasn't dishonest. You know, yeah, some some private things about his life he wanted to keep private, but you know, he's never been misleading. I think it's important to note that in the Faith Orum, he did attempt to lie to us, to the Iron Lords rather. That's not to, 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 to me. I thought I, I didn't think so much as lying as he was trying. He was trying to say as little as possible without lying. What's that? Ill. Was the not lying thing a function of the faith forum or a function of the particular bargain that we had with him? We asking had a particular questions bargain. No, it was it was the faith forum. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a bargain it that you made bargain. in the faith forum. Yeah, you can't lie in the faith forum. Okay. We made a thing that would like burn you. Yeah, or but once you, you but once you agree with the faith the faith forum and so the other party, agreement, not the lying. Yeah, itself. exactly. You had to you had to agree to that first. <clears throat> right. How about that high? It's at that point that the tenant doors, the flaps, kind of unfurl just a little bit and open. And you can see a Saffrax sticks his furry head in and he says, Saffrax had heard that you had returned. Saffrax. <laughs> and just kind of looking in. Hello, my friend. Kind of steps into the tent, or like crouches into the tent. It's at that point that Zoldor comes in closely behind him, holding a plate of pie. Is there a little <laughs> eating? Is there a little? Is there a little purr with Saffrax? Like he's really. Excited? He definitely seems happy to see all. Is his tail twitching? Yeah. He's Saffrax heard some discussion. Uh, some loud discussions. Uh, was this, is everything all right? Oh yes. Everything is wonderful. Just discussing our next, um, our next move. I see. Saffrax sees. Well. Sephrax, have you met the Master of Daria? The who? The Master of <coughs> Daria, the place we are. The, the old orc in the library? No, Master of Tombs. No, I don't believe I have that literature. Okay. Is this who you are all arguing about? <laughs> no, no we're curious. arguing about which um, direction we need to take on our, on our journey. That's all. Where, where would we like to go next, basically? Has your time here in Daria been profitable? It has. Saffrax has swindled a dark <laughs> mage today out of several relatively unimpressive gemstones. He told Saffrax a story, and he goes into a long spill <laughs> about what he did today as far as selling gems and how important that is, and that's where we're going to take a break. <laughs> Hello out there in listening land. For all your Funko Pop and authorized Warhammer needs, check out our December deals. Buy three, get one free on Funko Pops. Flat rate shipping on all orders. All new minis and new battle map dungeons available at Cody's Collectibles. That's Coco's. Come visit us at 1225 Snow Street, Suite 14 in Oxford, Alabama. Online shipping available at cocosandmore.com. That's C-O-C-O-S and more.com. 